I was at a gathering of uh, young leaders from churches, ministries uh, from all around the world just a little while back. Uh, one of the conversations was around what it's going to look like to experience renewal uh, in the church around the world today. And one of the things that one of the guys shared and, and used this phrase that just really stuck with me at that time was a phrase, we've got to move from consuming to contending. And that one of those shifts and what it means to be a part of the body and what it looks like for the body to be moving uh, is all about how do we make the shift from consuming to contending. We know we live in a world where the kind of dominant mindset ethos can be consumption. How do we consume things? Things we like, we take them in, they're, you know, they're what we want or think we need or things like that. Um, and as long as we like them and they're valuable, then great. That's kind of the, the consumer idea. But we've got to think about what's it look like to move to contending. What does that mean in the body of Christ? And here uh, in Ephesians 4 uh, that we're going to look at today, we're going to go backwards a little bit to Ephesians 4, starting in verse 1. It uh, gives us some great pictures about what it looks like to be part of the body of Christ and what is contending all about. I'll read it for you. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 1 says this. As a prisoner for the Lord, and this was Paul writing from prison to this local church, and the, the church is there in Ephesus. He says, as a prisoner from the Lord, uh, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort. And this is where a little bit of our idea of contending, to to contend is to make an effort for something, to fight for something. He says, here you go, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Now here in the beginning of the book of Ephesians, uh, in chapter 4 of Ephesians, you know, uh, Paul writes about this idea that we are, there is one God and he is, he is completely uh, in unity in his nature and character, one father, one son, one spirit, you know, and we, uh, as the body of Christ in this world, we are called to a certain oneness, to a unity that he has declared that when we come to Christ, we are no longer just individuals. We are declared to be one in him, in the body of Christ. There's a unity there. And, and, and he, he tells us that we need to make every effort to keep that unity. You see, the, the unity that exists, it's not one we kind of, we don't earn it, uh, we don't kind of make that unity. Uh, to some degree, he's saying you can't even break it, it's just true, just as God is one, you are one. But he says, but you do have to, here's your role, here's your part in it, you have to make every effort to keep that unity. And it's a, and what he's really talking about here, why I think this is so helpful to go, you know, what's it mean to go from consuming to contending, is you realize this, that, um, that here we are called to contend for what it means to actually be a, a, an expression of the unity that he has declared of us as the body. So he says, make every effort to keep that unity. Why? Because you're by naturally, you know, kind of by nature and by, um, you know, the currents around you, we will pull towards breaking that unity. You know, we talked about this idea of what we have to do actually is to fight for unity. 
Uh, it's a lot easier and more natural just to fight. It's a lot easier and more natural just to fight with one another. We have a difference, we have a conflict, and it's easy to just go. You know what? Actually, we don't see things the right way, or eye to eye, or we disagree here, or I don't like the way you acted there, or I'm just not kind of getting anything out of this. You know, this relationship, this you know, a friendship, or you know, this church. And so it's easy to kind of go. Well, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm gone, and. What Paul says in these scriptures tells us: No, we got to fight to keep that unity. We actually have to. We have to make every effort to keep that unity. Now, sometimes making that effort for unity,、uh, he uses these words and tells us: You know, we've got to be humble and gentle. We got to be patient. We got to bear with one another. Do you know bearing with one another is one of the ways we have to fight for unity?、Um, you know, in lots of ways, you can't even live out the truth of these verses until you have someone in your life that you feel like I just got to. I gotta bear with you, you know.、Um, and so we start from this place of realizing that、uh, at times, when someone、uh, becomes a pain to us,、uh, when someone sees the world differently than than we see it in the body of Christ, when someone、um, has offended us in some way, or just you know, kind of gets on our nerves, then actually, the response in the body of Christ. It should not be well. There's nothing that I'm gaining from this relationship, so I'm out of here. The response should be, no, no, no. I'm going to fight for unity here. I'm going to bear with. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be humble and realize, you know what? I bet I get on some people's nerves too. And I'm going to fight for unity. I want to keep that unity, I, I, even though you know Eugene Peterson puts it this way when he translates this in the message. He says, in light of all this, here's what I want you to do,、um, and, and he says, I don't want. Any of you sitting around on your hands, and I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And he's basically kind of saying, you know what? This this is by nature what we're more prone to do: stroll off and go our own way, or sit on our hands and do nothing. He says, no, no, no. We've got to make every effort to keep that unity. You know, one of the things we see as you keep going through Ephesians four is. Um, that unity doesn't mean we're all going to think the same or do the same or, or be the same.、Uh, but you know, God's gifted and shaped people in different ways. But we're supposed to bring all those differences into the body and serve one another in love. And so, in、uh, verse verse seven,、uh, it says this: "To each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Something different, different gifts given to each one of us. And then it, it talks about how those were all given to us by Christ." Uh, and then he picks up in verse eleven. It says, "So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, and He gave all these kind of different gifts. Why? Verse twelve to equip His people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ." You know this snapshot here that, that God has kind of scattered gifts and He's、uh, placed them all for this reason, not so that、uh, we could kind of take pride in ourselves or anything like that, but rather so that all of God's people, not a few, not just a couple who have a certain kind of you know personality or makeup or gifting. No, 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 not so just a few could do things, but it says so that the body of Christ, so that all His people are equipped for the work of service, so that the body may be built up. And so, it really, pictures a body where no one is on the sidelines, no one is kind of just a spectator, 
But everyone is engaged and involved in, in what it says here, these works of service, in serving one another in the body of Christ. And that's how the body grows to maturity. That's how we go from starting where uh, in the beginning, it can feel a little counterintuitive. Uh, and so we, we have to actually have to fight for unity. We have to, we have to do that and get, get used to going, you know what? Just because I have differences or I don't feel like I'm getting anything, that's not a sign for me to run. That's a sign for me to fight for unity. But then we realize that as we now choose in that kind of fight for unity to serve one another in love, then guess what happens is now we start to grow and mature. And again, Eugene Peterson has a great translation of these verses in the message version. He says it like this. That, you know, all these different gifts were given out uh, so that he says it to train that people, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, all these gifts were given to train Christ followers in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church. And so we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's son fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive in Christ. And I just love the way he pictures that. Once we all start to kind of know the focus is on loving and serving one another, having this unity and living it out, embodying it as the body of Christ, and we're serving one another, that's the focus. That's when we start to move rhythmically and easily with each other. That's when the body grows to maturity. And that's the picture of Ephesians 4. It's what body movement's about is this picture that, you know what, when we are willing to shift from consuming, what do I get from this, to this idea of contending, how am I kind of making every effort to preserve that unity? How am I making every effort to serve one another's in love? That's when the body grows strong and healthy and mature. That's what the whole idea of body moving is all about. I encourage you to go back, read Ephesians 4. Uh, really encourage you through the series, read through all of Ephesians and look at it all together. It's beautiful pictures of what the body of Christ is all about and the incredible privilege that we have to live out that reality with one another. Even when we get on each other's nerves, how great is that? You know, we have this reality to learn, to bear with one another, to fight for the unity of the church in this world. If you want to check out the whole message, uh, this is 10 minutes short of it, but you can check out the whole message uh, right here on, on the YouTube channel.